0: Welcome once again to A Kenyan American in the United States podcast. I'm so excited to be um, coming to you again today, this week. And uh, today's topic is uh, of interest to me as a mom. Um, My main point, uh, why I started thinking about these thoughts is um, I was part of a very interesting conversation with some friends and they were thinking that they're probably going to postpone having babies for a while in light of the pandemic and everything that's happening and financial uncertainty and uh, I just had a lot of thoughts about that um while uh yeah I'm just gonna get into those thoughts um shortly all right hold on and uh I'll be right with you talking about all these things If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It is free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, I will acknowledge um, on that topic about uh, babies do not really have to break the bank. Um, And uh, if you are already thinking of Um, formulating your family and uh, improving, maybe increasing the size of your family. Um, Yeah, I don't think that you should solely um, postpone that completely without uh, really taking into account a lot of factors. Um, And at the same time, I will acknowledge also that um, it's really important to take financial aspects into consideration um, but at the same time, I do have some thoughts about uh, the fact that I think some of the financial um, misrepresentation is more of a misrepresentation because you really can DIY. Um, I think uh, people, a lot of people get scared by a recent report. I think there's a re- recent report, um, I think it's a USDA report, that quoted almost 250000 as the average cost of raising a child. Uh, that was... I think back in 2013 so not so recent anyway um and I think this has really discouraged especially millennials and um a lot of them um even I saw like major studies lots of studies that have pushed um the size of uh, the, the time when millennials are getting kids are starting to like from even after like maybe they've gotten married or whatever whatever way they decide to formulate their family they just postpone the decisions of getting kids until much much later um and i think it has to do with a lot of it has to do with concerns about money and of course I acknowledge that um, but I do definitely think you can pave your own path and just grow your family without breaking the bank Um, and some tips I have some tips for you because for sure um, my family was in a position where, so we were living in the San Francisco Bay Area, super expensive zip code, maybe one of like the most expensive zip, zip codes in the US. And we managed to really figure out a lot of tips, like a lot of ways and enjoy our lives. So we did not feel like we were diminishing our lifestyle in any way. Um, yeah so I, I want to share some tips today just so that in case this was your main reason um, you have maybe all the other ducks in a row uh, as far as you do have um, like savings you have certain like you have your priorities straight you you know especially that you're going to bring a child into a stable home where uh, they're going to be loved and supported I think those are really important um, and uh, but as far as whether you just solely postpone your child like bringing increasing your family um mainly just because you're really scared about that price tag, I think for sure um these tips might uh should be able to help you, so the first thing you want to do is just define your best life and money goals, like just get in touch with what really resonates with your priorities. Because uh, you'll see this price tag might include, like, I don't know, people deciding to get another car, like a bigger car. Uh, Maybe sometimes people think they have to go buy a van or, I don't know, a bigger house. Um... And so if that's part of your goals and you've planned for that, then sure, it'll be part of the sticker prize. But um, if you are so in touch with your goals, then for some people, I've even heard people who just travel the world and uh, they're there's this term called digital nomads and they live in really cheap like uh, maybe um, places where the dollar stretches really far I don't know like the Caribbean some places where that you, you can live an amazing life and your dollar just stretches really far so it's up to you like those are people who are really in touch with their priorities maybe they love traveling they love homeschooling or unschooling their kids in a way that they're not really dependent on local school systems so they don't have to stick in one place um and have to incur the cost of maybe i don't know housing in a really expensive place or like a traditional job because they can work remotely so yeah there's certain benefits and certain privileges associated with having certain choices so i'm going to acknowledge that as well but uh, i think my point is just uh don't look at that sticker price and uh blanket like make it a blanket statement to everyone because you can definitely just assess yourself and figure out what really is top of mind for your family because everybody has very different things to consider and very different personal circumstances. So if you're an an aspiring parent, you just want to define your money goals. And so you want to see what is your money why, so to speak. So uh, this might be just as simple as like, you want to make sure you get to have delicious home-cooked meals. Um, and, uh, or even you just really value certain like experiences. Uh, like I mentioned that traveling experiences, um, some kids, some families enjoy having those, sharing those experiences with their family, teaching them like cultural emotions, like they go to, I don't know. India on some trips and learn, um, Hindi or, or or Sanskrit or, or like lots of different things and just gain different types of ways, uh, around the world, just cultural immersion, like, um, which is, no, this I know is very different on the spectrum of what's average, the average person might do. But I'm just saying that's the whole point is you don't need to follow the book, like figure out exactly what, just what makes your family, um, like what excites you guys as a family, what you value. And that's kind of what you use as a benchmark, um, not just that big sticker price. Um, it's funny because I used to think that money can't buy happiness and uh, some research studies have recently debunked that myth. Um, The consensus being that spending in a way that aligns with your goals actually can cause happiness. And uh, I used to actually associate the term budget with just being restrictive on myself. But um, once I figured this out, that when you align how you spend your money to your values, you're actually giving your dollars a job and making sure that you're being very deliberate in spending everything in a way that totally aligns with the things that matter to you so for example um i used to love i mean i still love books i like i really enjoy reading Um, but this was before i discovered certain like library apps i used to have a subscription for audible um, and i love i still love the idea of it but um, when I was trying to figure out places to cut, um, and uh, on my budget, I realized, um, I don't care as much about having a subscription that I pay. Like, I think it was like fourteen ninety five, fourteen dollars 95 $14.95, $14.95 a month, um, for, uh, I think, uh, a, a choice of a book every month. And then sometimes I couldn't find the book I wanted, uh, and then I just kind of pile up those, those, um, credit or, um. Sometimes I discover oh the book that I actually want, I can buy it for much cheaper somewhere else, um even though that credit is expensive. So I just, I couldn't find the like the target. Like sometimes the value didn't really add up. Um, but there are times when I definitely saved, so it averages out. But I mean, and then I also discovered that you can actually get audiobooks and e books from like the library. Like there's this app I'm just in love with it it's called Libby. There's also Overdrive and Hoopla, I've also been able to get some movies on it when I want to check out movies and it's all free. I could not believe it. So yeah, that kind of aligned with my values. I'm like, I don't have to part with my money if I can just get the same, pretty much similar um, services uh through like a public service. But the only caveat for me sometimes is I might have to wait if a book is super popular. Like I remember, I wanted to listen to Michelle Obama's *Becoming* on audio, like uh, an audiobook of it, and I had to wait like a couple months. So sometimes that's not awesome because with um, Audible, I would just be able to get it right away as soon as I want it. <laughs> but I realize that's also sort of a first world problem, which. Um, as a Kenyan American in the US, I'm kind of aware when I find some. I catch myself sometimes when I'm like, I want something instantly, and I'm like, okay, it's that's really not essential. So, uh, I catch myself and uh, just realize, yeah, you can wait. Just I don't know, listen to another fun podcast with a similar title, maybe like a similar perspective, um, and uh, just you know, the two months will be over and you'll get the book. And sometimes. They even say two months and then whoever's reading it finishes it fast and um it's like i don't know a week so it's fine it's it's not as bad as you would think uh yeah the second tip um yeah okay so for sure let me finish off the first tip because i just thought of something else is uh, don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses because you are sticking to your family's values. And uh, yeah, this is definitely a surefire way to avoid like a consumerism rabbit hole, like the trap of just trying to keep up with like, oh yeah, this person had a baby and bought a house right away. And uh, they decided, wow, well, they're they need they're gonna need a car seat. Like they're gonna need like a big van, like a new van. To um because now they need more space um yeah f- uh as an example to that, we still have um the same cars we've always had since we were students, so yeah we we actually realized we we at first we thought we'd need it we'd need like an s u v at least, but after doing a lot of research, we just were like ah, it's all right it's all right, we don't really need to go into like i don't know thirty thousand spending just because there's a new baby. There's always like us. Like there's always a work around if you're aligning to your value. And of course, if you that's like a big value for you, a new car, a van, uh, sure. But you wanna be knowing that that's what you're doing. You're not just keeping up with the with the Joneses. Uh, the second tip is, you wanna start saving a payless consistent amount. Uh, this is because uh, regardless of how far along you are in your parenting journey you definitely want to highlight any big-ticket financial goals um, and you're thinking on, on this in terms of, like, the time horizon. So, um, so for example, is if you are highlight, so this is also kind of in line with keeping up with your values. For example, if your family values are, you definitely want everyone to have quality education and you're in, like, a zip code where even getting into daycare, like a decent daycare you have to, i've heard zip codes where you have to start before you're even pregnant you get on a wait list for over a year um and um before that then worry about the school system um yeah not to put anybody like any th- scary thoughts in anybody's head but i'm just thinking you know just research just st- like before you decide, yeah, I'm just going to uh, pass, like, I'm just going to not worry about having kids for a long time, just research and see what needs to happen, and how much money, if it's like a financial goal, um, just kind of start saving bit by bit, small, small like a consistent amount, bit by bit, uh, and even as when kids are really young they're so resilient and even if you don't get into that daycare you might get i don't know a nanny and okay in this case i'm talking i'm not taking into account uh covid because i know it's kind of a fleeting situation but overall um in the grand scheme of things um we might be able to do all these things much more safely. But, um, just like general consideration is even if you don't get into like that expensive preschool that everybody thinks is the only way, maybe you just realize, yeah, that's okay. Um, we can probably do like, I don't know, a share with some friends or, um, or maybe just like walk around your schedule. My husband and I actually did shifts. um, it was a lot of juggling and we learned a lot how to communicate uh, because at the time, the daycare price point was also really high. But we made it work. Um, uh, We'd work like, it ended up being sort of like pretty much maybe a 14-hour day. But uh, we broke it up into seven hours each. So one of us was watching the baby for seven hours. The other was working for those seven hours. Uh, a full block and the other was watching the baby and then we'd switch so we had shifts uh so one person would be able to um and in between those shifts uh we were able to kind of you know as you were working your normal day you can take a break and i don't know like a 30 minute break have a meal but the parent who's with the kid can handle like most of the meal prep um so yeah, that kind of we were able to just work around it. It's it wasn't the easiest, but I feel like we came out much stronger, all of us, because um, at some point we were doing sleep training, which was a very interesting experience for all of us. So I I just feel like all of those experiences can be unifying, but we didn't have to go with like that big sticker price of a really expensive daycare that we just realized wasn't really in line with our absolute priorities because we could figure something out. And again, we were in such an expensive zip code that just the rent alone was a lot. So yeah, um, yeah, that's why like I'm here to say that uh, don't just go with a big sticker price because you know it might not be aligning with all the options you've considered for yourself. Um, and so for sure, um, you wanna make sure that whatever choices you're making are aligning with your goals. Uh, even if that goal is like, you are stimulating recreational opportunities, uh, for your kid. Um, and that, in that case, even if you're not maybe like in a Montessori childcare, you can DIY like really good play dates, maybe do meetups. Uh, of course, in this case, it's like, uh you would take a lot more uh into consideration with COVID like safety, social distancing, um, whether you need to quarantine or isolate yourself, uh, depending on where you're at and what's happening in your state or your home country. Of course like right now take into account those but I'm just saying like generally if you're listening to this in the future, uh these are really important just like general things, resources you could use to just like plug yourself in and um, put together an experience that you don't have to fully pay someone for and feel like you can't have something you want, um, like kids, uh, just because you're scared of how expensive it could be. Um, And uh, if you have like this clear financial goals and a saving plan, you always pay yourself first, even if it's like a small consistent amount, you put it in very reliable vehicles. So you, again, uh, going back to the time horizon things, so you definitely want to be considering, so if it's money you're gonna need in the next five years, uh, you wanna leave it kind of in a liquid place. Like um, for me, I like to use like a uh, high interest savings account. A lot of them are online, so it's not like tempting, you're going to walk into like a brick and mortar and I uh, think, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to take my money out because <laughs> uh, they're all online. Um, this high interest savings account. And I think because of that, they're able to share a lot more savings with you. Like um, they don't have to pay for like real estate or like that big mahogany desk <laughs> anywhere. So um, they give you maybe like 300 times more Um saving rates and I think now with with it since we uh since COVID started I think they started dropping the rates but um I think the usual brick and mortar that I had experienced actually moved my money away from like a standard like very popular brick and mortar because I saw oh my goodness I'm making they were giving me like 0.03 percent savings and an online bank at the time, um this was back in uh, last year back in um I think October was offering a rate of two point five percent. So imagine that difference, zero point three percent versus two point five percent. No brainer. Um if you calculate that like as it compounds, it's so much more. Um but in any case that's money that you're gonna need in five years. You don't you kinda wanna sit it you want it sitting in a place that's uh FDIC insured and it's going to definitely um you're not going to lose it like in a stock um so that's kind of my approach and then uh you can get a bit less conservative the more time you have so if you don't need the money in 10 years 20 years like retirement if, if you don't you're going to retire in 40 years then you could pro- probably get a bit riskier uh, but even with that I try to control for the risk by diversifying so I definitely um I prefer to use vehicles, I truly feel like I understand like index funds, which are a comp- like a compilation of different, uh, stocks, um, sort of, they follow an index of how the stock is performing. Uh, like there's a lot more detail to go into, but, uh, I feel like I have, I feel like they are a lot more diversified and so I, I just feel a bit more confident. Um in such funds, um like mutual funds, index funds, I definitely also look at the expense ratio uh I wanna make sure that uh if I'm putting my money in any even if it's a stock like maybe a bunch of stocks that um there's no extra fees uh and uh I've found great options at uh like fidelity, and I'm definitely not getting paid for saying this, but yeah, I just have enjoyed their services because. They explain, they've really, like any anytime I've, I've called somebody or even walked in, um, I've just had like the best customer service, like almost like very much education. As in, they're the reason I got very interested. One of the people that worked there really just walked me through everything. Um, and I didn't feel like I was asking like dumb questions because I was pretty clueless to begin with. I just had, I was more of a saver, but I didn't know how much more you could do um with an account for free pretty much so yeah um definitely those are some options to think about um okay but i digress <laughs> i don't want to get too granular about all of that uh, but generally if you have a clear like cl- clarity with your financial goals and saving plan and you're saving for your retirement and your education goals like all of those you've done a lot of research and even if you, you're you not putting like a big lump sum right away just bit by bit it will grow exponentially because of compound interest over time um and you keep advancing and that way you are kind of advancing on, on all fronts um even your kid is growing with you in leaps and bounds um and um another one is of course relating to uh, the second point about uh, having like saving consistently and painlessly, you definitely want to be tracking your expenses uh, and budget. And yeah, like I mentioned, I alluded to a little earlier that um, a lot of like I used to actually think of the word budget as kind of restriction. But, uh, see you might already have started seeing that once you have aligned your goals and you're definitely saving towards goals, then it comes clear that yeah, you just kind of trim the fat off of everything else that's like extra and doesn't really align with your goals anyway, um, so any random like oh, let's go eat out like at some fast food place, you realize, oh yeah, actually my goals are, I would love for us to eat delicious meals together with my family at home, home cooked. Um, and if every once in a while you just go eat out with friends, of course you're not being too restrictive, but at least you know that that's not your goal overall. Uh, and it obviously reduces your spending in that category. Um, then maybe you can increase your spending in other categories that you truly, truly value. For example, I value really good like outfit pieces, um, that are going to be very long lasting. So or even like shoes. Um and also just like generally shopping in, in a way that's sustainable um and people are paid fairly so uh kind of like situation like that, like uh it's not like I'm going to go out of my way if it's beyond my budget. But uh it just kind of helps you re-strategize and reprioritize where you're putting your money because you now have you've put you've given each dollar a job and then as you keep going you just kinda of track your expenses because after some time uh you fall into a rhythm. Even with a budget you kind of you could fall into a rhythm and this helps you to keep uh, reprioritizing with every life change. Um, so before you get a baby, you want to, uh, before you walk towards a baby, you want to be like tracking your expenses and seeing, oh yeah, I do have like, um, funny thing is one of the ways that we were able to stream down a lot is, um, our, our phone bill. We had a plan that I don't even understand how it worked because the bill would vary all the time even though it was supposed to be like a fixed price and I don't understand how uh um, after a few months would get like a quarter of five hundred bucks, another month it was two hundred bucks. Um and I think it had to do with like long distance call, which I didn't even understand how that was calculated. And it it was one of the major service providers. Um and they were providing like also a smartphone with it. Um but once we realized, oh my gosh, we tracked our expenses and we we're like, we're bleeding money on a phone plan that we don't understand how it's just costing us so much. And, uh, we ended up seeing another really great deal that would give us like two free phones, um, an Amazon prime sign up. I think, I don't know if it was like a Netflix, I don't know, like a bunch of extra stuff, <laughs> uh, a hotspot and high speed internet, uh, for two lines my husband and I for 80 bucks a month like everybody just pays 40 bucks and it's a flat fee it's not a contract I was like I was just mind blown Um, of course when a deal is too good of course read between the lines and sort of look at the blueprint and when I went to call I, I wanted to ask I, I definitely asked a lot of questions I was like all right what's the catch can I keep my number are there extra fees I should expect that are not advertised and of course there was a fee of buying like activation or purchasing like their sim card um, but all like one time fee and you know if anything else showed up on the charge that I didn't understand I called customer care and had it like okay if you can not justify it then you're gonna have to remove that fee <laughs> But overall, it saved us so much money because every month we pay just like a simple 80 bucks and that's it. And it's no obligation. It's not a contract. And we own the phones fully. So it's not like mindlessly just, you know, always uh, say like grabbing something and like you're always in loan mode, like loaning a phone, loaning everything. So I just we realized, oh my gosh, yeah, we're tracking our expenses and money is going away in places that are not really that important to us. Um, yeah, there's so many things like that. Like, even our car insurance, we were able to reduce by, like, over 70% by just making a phone call and saying, hey, um, this the pandemic or, you know, our driving has reduced. Like, we had calculated we'd probably drive, like, 10,000 miles a year. But now, you know, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know how many miles, like hardly anything at all, just going to the grocery store and back, which is pretty walkable anyway. Um, and so, uh, we just kind of updated that and beyond that, they were like, oh yeah, you, you guys are returning customers, like just call. And then also saying something like, yeah, I'm just shopping around for better codes. (laughs) So that way they see, okay, we are kind of trying to win your business. And out of the blue, the price they quoted was seventy percent cheaper. Uh, nothing has changed in the policy coverage, everything is still great. Um, so yeah, those are just like when you track your expenses and you start asking questions and you realize I'm just giving away money in places that don't really align with my values, then you're able to like really put together a budget that works for your family's needs. And that way goes towards, I don't know, buying those diapers. And another thing, going back to, like, now that I've mentioned diapers, I'm thinking of an extra point, which is um, a lot of the things we thought we would need. And we've probably talked about this, Steve and I, on previous episodes, we were very surprised because our son didn't even use half of them. Um. So, yeah. And I've heard people who also, for example, like, um, swaddling cloths. Um, what other things like baby carriers? There's some really expensive ones uh, out there. Um, what is it? Like the pacifiers? Some really fancy options. Like all of those things. Like my son didn't like them at all. Um, and a lot of other moms swear by those. Um, but things that eventually just became absolutely like downable and just pretty basic for us like every single day was um it's funny uh just like a cheap not really cheap because it's good quality like an inexpensive stroller which we've traveled all over the place with it um it it's it's got a really nice like spot to put food Uh, so when we go shopping we do a lot of walks and then. We could buy groceries and it's got like a nice storage area. It's got like, it's kind of a jogger stroller, but it wasn't expensive. I just bought it off of Amazon. Um, because yeah, of course we were being price conscious, but we wanted to be able to like do some trails and walk around the neighborhood because we lived in a very walkable neighborhood. Um And sort of that was mainly our activity, walk to the park, walk to the grocery, um, and, uh, yeah, that's probably something we've used all the time, because even when we travel, um, dif- for like holidays, when you used to travel for holidays before all this happened, um, we would bring that on the train, uh, I mean, sorry, on the plane and it was free. And then wherever we would be, my son, went, we clean it really well, cause you can remove like all the clothing and all the like trays, like food trays. And he was able to use it like as a spot to it's kind of like a a feeding chair in a way so like it's it was so ubiquitous (laughs) it's funny just how like something small like that could end up being really really helpful and yeah honestly for something that turns out like that i don't mind splurging because the value is so much um i think the only thing like over time when my son got bigger it became hard because he walks and runs and he just wants to be the one pushing it and so now it's just really hard if you're trying to go to a destination and he wants to push it in the opposite direction or i don't know it's just a lot right now so we might say goodbye to it (laughs) um but yeah, sorry, I digress again. Back to the point. Uh I think it's actually kind of related is the things that you get value with. So you're tracking your expenses, making sure it's not going to things that do not really deserve your um like your money because you yeah, I, another point I just thought of is I've heard some parents who saved a lot on uh instead of buying like the disposable diapers, they buy cloth diapers. More power to them. Um but a lot of people actually swear by that they say it's really doable and sustainable um, but yeah I ha- haven't tried it myself I would I wish I could but it just it sounded stressful unfortunately because we were already juggling a lot um, yeah and, and so to follow up on that you definitely want to cut costs on what is not essential um, this tip has worked really well for us we were fully in touch with our family's long-term goals and so we didn't really spend like retail costs on like fleeting newborn clothes like really fancy i've seen like people dress up their newborns in like, a cute little suit and a really cute little um gosh they looked the baby looks so cute like um uh, what it's got like a bow tie yeah of course it's safe it's like so cute i just couldn't take my eyes off this newborn baby <laughs> um but my son i think it helped that he grew up so fast like he would grow before eyes he's a big boy in the like 96th percentile and so um we just always felt like we don't want to buy like anything excruciatingly expensive like one of those these like name brands um That people buy uh, and like really cute outfits and honestly we just felt like it wasn't worth it because he he would outgrow stuff so fast he would be in nine months clothes at four months so yeah we just didn't worry about that Um, and um, for sure we didn't buy any name brand stuff. So yeah, to get even more granular, like I feel like diapers and wipes are pretty much like the most essential baby items. Like if I was to have a baby shower, I'd just be like, Yeah, you know, just diapers and wipes of varying sizes, like the diapers, like wipes, whatever. Um, as long as they are safe and for baby, um, he for sure like each baby is different, so I feel like just, you know, buy the very basic stuff and uh, figure out your baby as you go. Don't buy everything at once because you never know, maybe your son. Like my son didn't sleep in his crib maybe like the first seven, eight months. So like truly we could have gotten away without it. <laughs> um. Also, yeah, beyond that, think of increasing your earning potential. And uh, I don't say this to be flippant because I realize that for some people it's not possible they're juggling a lot no time and like there's always a reason uh why like it's really hard to consider that but think of what you already have uh so don't think too far so when you're planning to grow your family you just kind of want to take like just take stock right now like what are your transferable skills like what are your passions and interest and just identify the opportunities like right before you um I don't know, I've heard people who just have passion in photography. And before you know it, you're selling your pictures, but you know, of course I know it's not easy and these industries are already, it feels like maybe they're flooded, but if that's your passion and you already really enjoy it, you know, like who knows where, uh, if you're doing it just because you think that it might give you money, then that's another thing. But for a lot of people, it's an art form. And the ones who are successful they started it out and weren't even intending to eventually just like solely make it their career but you know just that's what i'm saying like think of that thing which comes naturally to you of course you could have to work at it but you truly enjoy it you don't mind putting in extra effort you don't mind putting in extra time on it Um And that's the thing. And also, it's probably your sort of your zone where you're kind of genius at it because you're like, wow, everybody asks you, how do you manage to do that? And for you, it's like, how is this so easy for me, honestly? Like, it's just kind of intuitive in a way because you're so passionate about it. And maybe you've reached a level of like, you're just in flow about it because... You've practiced it and you start to take it for granted. I actually talked about this in another episode before. But yeah, that's a place you can increase your earning potential about. Um, and I'm not really... So it's one thing to do like a stopgap job. Um, for me, um, yeah, like a stopgap job, like, I don't know, Instacart, um, which we applaud that it's amazing i think in this essential times it's just great that they're doing that um but for me i I would think of that as sort of um uh like not the destination um because i feel like a lot of people can do that as a way to get like extra money when maybe they're trying to pay off loans or trying to like supplement finances but uh, I don't think, I know it's probably like the dream, like the destination for some people, but for me, I would consider that. So I feel like something you're passionate about, you enjoy um, as something more of like a passion project. I think that's the kind of where I'm, my point is, like increasing your earning potential, like something very, you can be very deliberate about, uh, maybe your own business. Uh, it might not even be something very, complicated if even if it's something like you love baking cupcakes and you're good at it and everybody wants you to bake for them and it's something you're just passionate about it's just the thing you do it's your thing it's like part of you um that's what i'm talking about um so yeah all right and then this is definitely sort of over time you know you'll be opening up like a lot of extra opportunities even just like or exercising your mind I feel like it helps to just like maybe even network with certain people in those different fields and before you know it you have like who knows you might be opening up an online store and sharing your skills like I don't know in an online course because you've got niche skills that people are asking you about and would pay for and maybe even providing consultation services on how uh, people can get to the level of um, like advanced level of like skill, um sort of the technical skills that you have, you can maybe break it down and uh people will probably want your your consultation services. Um this will help you close a gap between like any inevitable like seasonal costs such as even if it's like childcare, uh, for the first few years. Um and uh, I've heard like some friends are telling me that when their kids finished child like the early stages like the pre pre K stages like um newborn to all the way through like two years like toddler um they're like and then they started uh, preschool and everything was so much but they felt like <laughs> they had literally like robbed the bank so it's gonna like the main really like the first years um before you know it they'll be over um and you definitely wanna soak it up, but I wouldn't say like put your life completely on hold out of such fears because I definitely think you can just give it your own spin on your on your journey um and of course, if you don't want to that's also something you know of course it's some like or some people I know it's a privilege, some people cannot have kids easily maybe you have to have extra help uh so yeah i'm definitely taking into account that as well but um for sure uh i'm just saying that if that's something that maybe you are planning and uh just because i had this conversation with my friends um If you are planning on something like that and now you're just thinking, eh, no, let's just hold it indefinitely and you feel like it's not something that is leaving you at peace and it's not your first choice, Um, I'm definitely just trying to give you a few things to think about before you fully decide on one way or another, which I think in any case, whatever decision you make will be the right one for you because... Uh, you're the one who knows your situation the best but uh, yeah it doesn't hurt to have what they call like a full informed consent you're aware of all the options you've given everything full thought so yeah and I think those are some things that I thought were really sort of helpful um just like navigating the real world <laughs> for us and i you know i just hope that you feel empowered to take charge of your family's growth goals own it and enjoy it and don't be intimidated uh as long as you have like a lot of uh just as long as you've got like those points like you're thinking about that you've got a support system uh you have a safe home yeah go for it <laughs> alright I hope you enjoyed this show um, and I'd love to hear back from what your experiences are Um, it's getting a bit late so I'm going to um, get off here and I would love to yeah I'm going to be speaking with you again soon next week I'd love to hear from you my email is grace.kisirkoy at com. I'm also on Instagram at Grace Kesirkoy. And yeah, hit me up and let's chat. Thank you guys.